good morning. How are we doing this morning? Good. Thank you all. Uh, as Muta said, uh, my name is Derek. I'm one of the servants here at Relevant. And I uh, just want to say thank you to Muta for that prayer and appreciate it. My family appreciate it. And I appreciate all of your prayers as we, we go forward with this journey. Uh, right now, before we get started any further, we're going to go ahead and dismiss our Relevant kids. So Miss Christine's making her way to the back. Yes, yes, she's running, running. There we go. All right. So we'll uh, we'll go ahead and lift them up in prayer. Um, if you don't mind, uh, if you have a kid, well, we've already sent them all back there. So go ahead and just point your hands back there towards the kids as we'll pray over them before they go back to the class. Lord, we love you, and, and we love our kids, Lord. Um, thank you for Christine and, and Miss Tia and um, their willingness to, to lead these kids and to, to teach them more about you. Um, Lord, we just ask that you would just... Uh, be over the teachers in the class, just um, speak through them, just help the kids to, to hear your word, Lord, and just be with each of the kids here and just um, just open their hearts and have them to, to be receptive to, to whatever it is that they're learning today, Lord. Um, we know they're going to have a great time, Lord. Just watch over them and just, uh, just be with them in their class. We love you and praise you. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, so this morning we are going to continue with uh, our, our sermon series from 1 John. We're going to be in 1 John chapter 4, uh, speaking about the epic life. So feel free to go ahead and start turning there. Um, if you do not have a Bible this morning, uh, go ahead and raise your hand. We'll have somebody from our house crew queue if you can uh, start passing those around. And if you don't have a Bible uh, at home, feel free to, to write your name in that one. Keep it. Uh, that's going to be our gift to you. So we're going to be in First John chapter 4 this morning. Uh, that's page 661 in the Bible that uh, Q's handing out right now. So before we uh, really get started with that, i got a quick question for you. Have any of y'all ever believed something and then found out later that that was a, a lie? One of the things that I think about when I hear this, and I, I'll, I'll be gentle when I, when I say what I'm about to say because I know that there are some younger uh, people in the audience, but oftentimes we, we hear about certain holiday characters that, uh, you know, our, our parents will say, hey, yeah, they're, they're coming to see us, and then later on we, we find out that that's not true. Uh, my wife, she loves April Fool's Day. She thinks she is the queen of April Fool's jokes. She never gets me. But some of y'all might have seen on Facebook where she said she's going to start teaching math in, in high schools and stuff. And if you know my wife, math is not, not her strong suit. Like, we, we still, like, to this day, like, go over multiplication tables, and she just guesses. Like, there's, there's, no, there's no hope. I'm, I'm sorry, Kim, but there's, there's no hope. She's great. She's smart. Just not at math. Don't have her do your taxes. Um, and this one, this one here, this is another one that people like in this very room believe right now. And it's unfortunate. And like, I'm going to ask y'all not to laugh because like I said, there's people that believe this and like, they're about to get upset, but there's actually people in this very room that believe the Cubs are going to win the world series this year. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lukey. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Go Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, another another lie, and sometimes we lie to ourselves, and we uh, parents in here. How many of y'all have ever said something along along these lines? When, when I have kids, like they they're not gonna act like that when they're in public. Yeah, that don't last very long. Or, or uh, my kids will never sleep in bed with me. At six o'clock this morning, I, like my queen size bed turned into a twin. Like it was, I was smothered. Um, and another one like that's pretty common these days uh, in sports. And this one, like, this one really broke my heart uh, a couple of years back. But we all know Lance Armstrong. Th this guy wins seven Tour de France's. Uh, tells us constantly, oh, no, no, it's, I'm, I'm all natural. No drugs, nothing. 
then come to find out, he, I mean, there's always one person you can't lie to. We all know who that is, right? It's Oprah. And so, uh, you know, you, you can't lie to Oprah. So he admits to Oprah that he's on, on uh, performance-enhancing drugs. That's how he wins it. He's stripped. Uh, I mean, this guy was a, a hero in my life. I'm thinking he's one of the greatest athletes that's ever walked the planet. Uh, I mean, the, these bracelets that we wear now, these wouldn't be around if it wasn't for, for Lance Armstrong and Livestrong and, and all those things. And, and now we, we hear about other athletes, and as soon as they say, hey, I'm not on that, you're like, okay, yeah, right, you're all on that. You know, we, we all hear that. So most of the time, the, these, these lies that we believe are, are harmless. They, they don't affect us really in, in any way. Uh, they might create some sort of hero, but ultimately that's not going to affect us. Sometimes these lies that we believe are, are a lot bigger, a lot, a lot more bold. Uh, I'm sure most of us in here have heard this one before. Ah, oh, I love you. you I mean, you, you're, you're my girl. You're, you're, my, you're, my, you know, you're my boo. You know, like we all hear that one. And a lot of times that one hurts. That one breaks our trust. It, it breaks our confidence. You go into your next relationship and you're like, I just can't get close to you because, because uh, you know, I've been, told, I've been told I've been loved before. Uh, uh, your secret's safe with me. You hear that one before? Yeah. It breaks our trust. It, it hurts us. And so in First John chapter 4, we're, we're really going to hear about how John uh, is concerned with us and not believing these lies, especially the lies that are, are going to, uh, affect our faith. So we'll go ahead and read from First uh, John chapter 4, verse 1. It says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have come and gone out into the world. So what John's saying here, uh, he's talking to us. He says, Beloved. He's talking to me and you. He, he tells us that anybody that comes up to you and, and speaks to you and, and opens up a Bible and, and reads to you, like, you, you can't just trust them at their word. You have to really look into what they're saying because there's a lot of false prophets in the world. They're going to come out and they're going to tell you uh, this. And really, when you start reading the scripture, it's, it's really not going to be that at all. Um, we can look at a lot of, lot of the local churches around, and I'm, no way am I going to badmouth any of them. But there's a lot of churches you're going to go to, and they're going to teach you something, and it's not going to agree with the scripture. And so we really have to to be in tune with what that scripture is going to say and, and really, really study what it's going to say. Uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, uh, verse 15, uh, Paul says, I speak to you sensible, as sensible people. Judge for yourself what I say. So what he's saying is there, we, we have to go in and, and know what, what we're, we're, we're hearing. We have to be able to, to look back and study. Now, no one's going to tell you, you need to come into church and know everything about the Bible. You need to have your theology on point when you, when you step into this building. That's not what we want to be here at Relevant. We want to be a place where you can come in, you can grow, you can learn, you can ask those questions, where you can, you can develop and, and, and grow in, in your faith and, 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 and learn your, your theology. But you have, to, you have to test these people. So it brings us to our first point. Um, Point number one is the examination of truth and error is our responsibility. So it's on us to determine what we're, re- what we're hearing, if that is true or if that's false. If that's the Cubs are going to win the World Series or if that's, hey, it's not going to happen. Um, if that person's telling you, I love you for whatever reason or they love you because their actions prove that they love you. So the examination of truth and error is our responsibility. Uh, Paul also says in 1 Thessalonians 5.21, he says, test everything and hold fast to what is good. So he's telling you to test everything. 
listen, listen to them, hear them out, but go back in your scriptures. That's why we give you the teaching notes. That's why we give you those guides. So you can write down what, what I'm saying up here, because I'll be the first one to tell you. I don't know it all. I, I don't know it all. Pastor Muta, great speaker. We all love Pastor Muta, correct? Yes. I think we all, we all believe that he, he's a man of God. When he gets up here and speaks, he, he's speaking to us from, from what the Lord's laid on his heart. But if on Sunday you write down your notes and then the rest of the week you don't go back and think about anything that he said, you don't go back and test what he's saying, then that, that's on you. You can't just take him at his word. Um, and, and shameless plug here, but that's what regroups are for. That gives you that opportunity to go out and really, you know, study what it is that we just talked about that Sunday. Ask some questions amongst a group of people that's not Muta. Maybe it is Muta if you're in his regroup, but you, you, go to, you go to that group and you can ask those questions. Hey, did he really say this? What did he mean by that? And you can really examine that and hear what other people are going to have to say about it. And they're going to point you back to the Word and say, well, this is what Scripture says. Sometimes it's not always what we want to hear, but it, it is what, what he's pointing out to us. Um, in Acts chapter 17, verses 10 and 11, Paul goes back and he, he's talking, uh, he, he, or they've gone back and they're, they're talking uh, about some brethren that they have from the town of Berea. It says, the brothers immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. And when they arrived, they went into the Jewish synagogue. Now these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They received the word with all eagerness, examining the scripture daily to see if these things were so. So these people, Paul and Silas had a reputation. Everybody knew that these were godly men. They were coming there to preach to them, to, to have a, a revival, to start churches. They knew that these guys were inspired by God. But these, these brethren at, at Berea, they didn't just sit there and be like, oh, yeah, Paul and Silas, they said this. This must be right. No, they went back. They examined their scripture daily to see if these things were so. They, they didn't just, just take him at his word. They went back in. So the examination of truth and error is our responsibility. Um, in Psalms 119, uh, in verse 105, it, it's one of these, these common verses that we, we all try to memorize as, uh, um, in, in our youth. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. You have to let God's word be a light, light and be that lamp and, and guide you to where you're going. So once again, you may not know it all when you come there, but let that let the word guide you as you go along your way. Um, one quote that I was reading as, as I was studying for this week uh, was from from Charles Spurgeon. Charles Spurgeon, if you don't know, was one of those pastors back from the 1800s. Just a, an amazing pastor, just constantly uh, spreading the word of God um, and and giving great advice to those that came in. He, he said, discernment is not knowing the difference between right and wrong. It's knowing the difference between right and almost right. So I'm going to read that again. Discernment is not knowing the difference between right and wrong. It is knowing the difference between right and almost right. So when you come in and, and we hear some sort of false preacher, false prophet, false spirit that's, that's telling us something, if you're walking down the street and, and someone stops you and starts talking to you about church, no one's going to come up to you with their, their sandwich board sign on saying, hey, I'm crazy. Like, follow me. Believe what I'm saying. It's not going to start like that. No one's going to come up to you and, and say those sort of things. They're going to come up to you, and they're going to say things that, that you're going to agree with. Oh, yeah, Jesus. Jesus was a great man. Oh, I love Jesus. He, he, he had a lot of great teachings. He, he, he did this. He, he performed miracles. He was a great prophet. And, and we're not going to disagree with those things. But, okay, yeah, this, this all makes sense. This 
is all something that I can agree with, that I can understand. Because technically it's, it's right. But from there, we have to go on and ask them more questions. And luckily, John, in first, chapter, in first John chapter 4, he has given us sort of a, a litmus test for how we can, we can go after these people and, and test them. I say go after. I'm not saying, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get you. Yeah, yeah. No, that's not what I mean. But it, it is a, a way for us to, to understand if this person is, is telling the truth or if they're spreading a lie to us. <laughs> um, and, and so in First John chapter 4, verse 2 and 3, and these are not all, all encompassing, in, in like these are not like the only two questions you need to ask and like this is going to guide you. But the, the, this is a, a, a good guide to, to start you on, on where you need to go to determine whether this person is is in agreement with you or whether they're not, and they're going to lead you in, in the wrong direction. So 1 John chapter 4, uh, verses 2 and 3, and John says this, By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, and every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now in the world already. So, John tells us this. Uh, our, our next point here is that do they confess the name of Jesus Christ? So everyone that's going to come up to us and, and try to teach us something, try to, try to preach to us, try to spread the gospel, the first thing we want to know is do they confess Jesus Christ? Who do they say Jesus is? is we can ask them, was Jesus born into flesh? Oh, yeah, yeah, Jesus was born into flesh. Outstanding. Good. We're on the same page. Was he fully God and fully man? Yes, yes. He was fully God. He was fully man. Um, did he live a perfect life? Yes, he lived a perfect sinless life. Uh, did he die on the cross for your sins as a, as a sacrifice for your sins so that you wouldn't, wouldn't have to face that? Yes, yes, he did. Did he raise three days later in the flesh? Yes, yes, he did. Is Jesus the only path to heaven? Yes, he's the only path to heaven. We hear those things and we know Hey, this person. All right, we're we're on this. We're in the same book. We might not be on the same chapter. We're in the same book. I can I can I can listen to them. I can hear them out. I can appreciate what they're going to say. And once again, these are not all like all the questions you need to know. But these are all things that that you're going to hear, and that local churches around here, churches throughout the nation, people that maybe don't even go to church are going to hear and going to say and be like, oh yeah yeah. He. Uh, we can look at look at uh, the, the Muslims. The Muslims believe in Jesus. He, he was a great prophet, according to them. Uh, you can l read in the Quran about how Jesus was a man who existed, and, and he was a prophet, and he did great things. And they, they love Jesus. They appreciate what Jesus did. But to them, Jesus was not God. And, and so we have to really examine and listen to what, what someone is going to say and, and dig deeper into what they're saying before we can just take them at their word. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 12 through 15 says, And what I'm doing I will continue to do in order to undermine the claim that in their boasted mission they work on the same terms as we do. For such men are false prophets, deceitful workmen, distinguishing themselves as apostles for Christ. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Their end will uh, correspond to their deeds. 
it's a, it's a deep scripture there, uh, and it, it points out a lot, of, a lot of things that we need to, to look into. Are the people that we're talking to, are they saying that Jesus is the only path? Once again, you're going to hear a lot of people say, oh, we all serve the same God. And, and like, just follow one of these religions, and it's going to get you to where, where you need to go. You're, you're going to end up in heaven, and it's all the same God. If we read our scripture, we know that that, that is not the case. Um, and then also in here, it, it digs into even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. This problem that John was having here with, with false prophets was not a new problem to, to this church then. It, we can go all the way back to Genesis and look at Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve, they're in the garden. God gives them one rule. Uh, you, you've seen those, those memes that say, hey, you had one job. They, they have one job. Uh, and Satan comes in and disguises himself as a serpent and says, did, did God really tell you not to eat that fruit? Like, is that really what he said? He said you couldn't eat anything. And he starts muddling the word. He starts mixing it up. He, he, gets, he gets Eve caught into to a trap where Eve ends up taking of that fruit and following that, that false prophet at the time, that false, uh, that lie that, that comes to her. And she follows that, and that leads us down a whole other path. But unfortunately, like, the problem didn't end with John here. We still have those today as we we're just discussing. All around us, we're going to hear about people who are going to come to you with, with things that, that don't, don't agree with what the Scripture says. Um, we're going we're gonna to find people that we know, they grew up in church, they've heard the Word, they know the Word, but they don't know Jesus. Sort of a, a spiritual doppelganger, if you will. So someone that looks like a Christian. They, you know, they're here at Sunday. They're here every Sunday. And then when they start talking to you, they, they take it down a whole other path. And we have to really watch ourselves and guard ourselves. So um, it's on us to, to study the Word and know the Word so that we can know whether or not they are, they are following the Word or not. The next question that we, we want to ask is, is it worldly or is it godly? In 1 John chapter 4, verses 4 and 5, says, Little children, you are from God and have overcome them. For he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. They are, fr- they are from the world. Therefore, they speak from the world, and the world listens to them. So the next thing we need to ask ourselves, is this something that the world agrees with, or is this something with God, that God agrees with? When you're in your, your study, when you're reading the Bible, what is it? Is it? Are you reading what they're telling you? Or is this something completely different? Is this something that, that w- one of the lies that we believe ourselves that, that they tell us? Two, two very big lies that we tell ourselves and that we hear from everyone else is one is that we exist to make God happy. And, and that's ultimately it's not scriptural. We cannot do anything that is, is going to make God love us any less. We do not exist to make God happy. We are not here to, to create this world where, where if we do something wrong, if we don't follow the law to a T, then God doesn't love us. We, we, and the other lie that, that we hear and we believe a lot of times is that God exists to make us happy. And that one is, is a hard one for us to get past, especially in our, our worldly self. There's going to be a lot of times when you're going to read the Scripture and you're going to say, ouch, that hurts. Like, I, I don't want to give that up. I don't want to, to end that part of my life. That makes me happy. If that makes me happy, 
it must make God happy. God must be okay with it. And ultimately, we read in the Scripture all the time where, where Jesus is telling us things where, hey, I know this hurts, but this is the case. We, we read all throughout the Bible of these different scenarios. Um, and so we really have to dig deep, understand what we're hearing there, and be able to, to talk to those in the world and help them to understand that this is, this is what's going on. This is what the Bible says. This is what Scripture says. And even I understand. I hear what you're saying, but we have to take it in, in this, this other direction and follow what God's telling me and what God says to us. All right, so um, we'll go on to 1 John chapter 4, verse 6. It says, We are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us, and whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So as we read this verse, we, we know that, that we, me and you, we, we are here because we're here to serve God. We're here to listen to God. We're here to do what, what God tells us, us to do and, and follow out what it is that he wants us to live and follow what he wants us to live um, the way that he wants us to live. So whoever knows God listens to this. It just goes back to reinforce what we were saying earlier. In order to, to know whether these people are, are of Christ or not of Christ, to know whether these people are, are giving us the, the right truthful answer or giving us the, the answer that maybe we just want to hear for right now so that we can dig deeper and keep inching closer and closer to what it is that they believe, to what it is that they're going to tell us every day, then we... Uh, we, we have to know that word, and we have to listen to it, and we have to study it on our own. Um, and by this, we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So point number three is assurance comes from believing truth and rejecting lies. We have to, to be able to discern whatever it is that, that, it, that what the Scripture is telling us, what the Holy Spirit lays upon us, and, and use that as our, our path, as our, our guiding light. Um, as I said earlier, no one's going to tell you, hey, whatever it is that I'm telling you sounds right, it's close to right, but it's not right, but just keep following me. No one's going to say that. It is up to you to discern that for, for yourself. Um, so what I'm going to do is, is encourage you this week, um, encourage you through the rest of your walk with Christ to really dig into the Scripture. Take these teaching notes. Go back, listen to former teachings that we have on online. This is relevant.cc. You can listen to those. We have, we have those backed up since we, we started, minus, minus a couple of them that the, you know, sound issues. Um, but we, we have those backed up. Listen to them. Go back. Study them. See if what, what is being said there is true. Like, really dive into it. Really dig into it. You can go onto the website and, and really read what our pillars are. Read what it is that we actually believe here. And we really want to encourage you to, to do that. Find out, like, that whatever church it is you're attending, find out if what they believe is what, what you believe. And then dig deeper and find out if it's correct. Make sure, make sure that what, you, what you're studying, what you're following, is, is really what God is, is trying to say, what God is, is telling us, how God is going to make it uh, allow you to dig in deeper to that. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and, and, and say a quick prayer before, before we close out the service. Lord, we, we love you. Um, we, we thank you for bringing us here. Um, and, and we thank you for, for giving us your word and, and your Holy Spirit to, to help provide that discernment, Lord. Um, 
Lord, we know that we we have to to dig deep and and close and and understand what what you're trying to tell us. Because um, as, as Spurgeon said, it's it's not about us knowing the difference between right and wrong. We all know the difference between right and wrong, but it's it's knowing the that difference between right and almost right, and, and being able to to discern for ourselves and 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 take part of what it is that you you have called us to take part of, Lord. Lord, just be with us this week. Um, be with us as we we study your word, Lord. Just. Um, for those of us that, that don't always dig into it like we should, Lord, Lord, just give us that unquenching desire. Just make it to where we, we have to dig in to, to study and know and, and see if, if, if what, what it is that we think, what it is that that person is telling us, that our, our friend, our neighbor, our, our family member, um, uh, the, the acquaintance that we work with, if what they're telling us is, is truth and, and is in agreement with you, in agreement with you, Lord. Lord, um, just just be with our, our regroups this week. Lord, just help the the leaders of those groups to to teach the the team members uh, about you, and, and to not lead them in, in any other sort of direction. Lord, and Lord, just have that to be a time for for understanding and for us to to open up and be able to ask those questions and, and dig deeper and really determine if uh, it, which way you're, you're leading us, Lord. Lord, just um, use your Holy Spirit just to, to speak to us and guide us and, and give us that discernment that we, we really need that we, uh, for, to help us to understand what is right and what's almost right, Lord. And, and Lord, just um, use us and guide us this week. We love you and praise you. Amen.